Hey everybody, welcome to the Cast. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. I'm your host, Charlie Barons, and we are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda. Here's today's episode. All right, how's everyone doing? Welcome to another episode of the Cast. Super fun episode today. We're talking with Donald Driver, uh, the great wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Um, Donald, uh, man, we had a lot of fun. Actually, we did this podcast right before we watched, uh, the Packers game, uh, the other week, uh, it was, what was it? Was it Monday night football? Yeah, I think it was Monday night football was, uh, super fun. We, we basically did a first quarter watch party, uh, over at Donald's place in Milwaukee. And, um, yeah, it was cool. I I got to know him. I obviously I've been a fan of Donald driver for, uh, you know, ever since he started with the Packers, uh, one of one of the greatest receivers to play for the Packers. So it was a huge honor uh, to have him on the podcast, got to hear a little bit of his story. And um, also we were doing the watch party, I should mention, for Sargento, uh, touchdowns for hunger. Every time the Packers score a touchdown, $2,000 go to help fight hunger uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, the money then uh, goes to help fight hunger in Wisconsin. It goes to Paul's Pantry in Green Bay, and it goes to the Hunger Task Force. Uh, which is headquartered in Milwaukee. We've done some work with them in the past. Um, so super fun interview. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Before we do, um, I just want to say I hope everyone's having a good new year. Uh, did you break your resolutions yet? I know I have. We're only on day three, but that's okay. Uh, you know, just because you break the resolutions doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the resolution goes out the window. You just got to try harder. What was my resolution? Uh well, I, I have several, but you know, honestly, they're kind of boring. But I'd like to hear your resolutions. Actually, send me, if anyone's got a good resolution, send it in and, and we'll discuss it more on next week's podcast. There's no Colleen today because I'm uh, recording this intro over at Lenny's Tap in Green Bay. Uh, we're recording some bellied up episodes here uh, with Miles. So you can check that out if you guys haven't uh, heard of that podcast. That's me and Miles. Uh, you betcha guy where we, we do, uh, we take in callers and the whole deal. So, uh, check it out if you haven't, it's a fun deal. Um, beyond that, oh man, what else? I went to the Packers Vikings game. I got lucky enough to get some tickets to that the other day and holy smokes, that was a game to go to. I actually, my voice was all hoarse the next day because I was screaming so loud. We we were on the south end zone, uh, a few rows up. It was a good time. Went there with the belly or the you betcha crew, the bellied up you betcha crew. So we all went over there. It was a really fun time. Miles is not a Vikings fan on paper, but he's not really an any football fan on paper. So I tried to get him to wear some Packers gear. He didn't, but he did wear a blaze orange um, hat. Which is close enough. I mean, if if you're going to a Packers game and you're not going to wear Packers colors, which I'm still disappointed about, uh, a good constellation is you wear some blaze orange or camel. But, you know, blaze orange really helps. Unless we're playing the Bears, then that's a dicey situation because they got the orange. But, you know, I, w- I won't go into that. Anyway, um, I could I could keep going. But, you know, really the best thing about this uh, podcast is, is going to be uh, Donald Driver. So I'm just going to. I'm going to hush up and we're just going to get to the episode. Here is my conversation with Donald Driver. What do you mean? Don't even try. You had no confidence that I was going to. Why? Why? Most people don't pick it up. Well, what kind they, they of. They say as a, as a rose. I, as a, I was going to go a hard ass on that. I was going to ass a rassy. Yeah. 
Azarazi. Who laughed back there? She's, you know, yeah. uh, well, so um, it's, so it's, 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 it's actually, sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling tree water. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of my little business that I got into doing COVID. Yeah. So oh, own, you're yeah, in so on I'm, that. I'm one of the owners of this uh, nice organic. Sparkling tree water brand. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is a very organic integration into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, sweet. We could yeah. do a commercial for it right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, go let's do it. <laughs> How do I say it again? Azarazi. When you're feeling parched, make it an Azarazi. It's not an Azarazi, but it could be if you're thirsty enough. Cheers. How'd that work? That is that good. good. I like that. that okay, good. That cool. Good. That was good. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, I want to start off the podcast by asking you if you remember meeting uh, my uncle. This would have been uh, 15 years ago at an American Girl store. American Girl store in, in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. In Chicago. Okay. You were sitting there. You were looking for a doll for your daughter. Daughter, yeah. And then uh, there was a fella who came up to you and introduced himself. Do you remember this? Probably not. But my uncle, this is one of the stories he tells everybody. So, and he just says, you're the nicest guy in the world. You know, well, that's a good thing. Then. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I'm not going to tell him that you don't remember. Uh, does he think meeting. I remember them? I oh, guess yeah. that's the question. Yeah. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, you guys are, are. Like two peas in a pod. Yeah. Huh? You guys text according yeah. to him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we I'm probably kidding. do. You never know. You, know, you never <laughs> you do You probably know. did give me his number and say, hey, no, here you go. You never know, though. <laughs> no, I was talking to my mom on the way down here, and she goes, oh, do you know your Uncle Denny met him? You know, and uh, I said, no. And then I said, what's the story? And then she told me the story. I was like, I'm going to bring it up and uh, see if he remembers. No, no, I don't remember that. I, I remember, I do remember buying my first, you know, girl doll for my daughter, but I can't remember yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember your uncle, though. Okay. Well, all right. Sorry, Uncle Benny. That's yeah, how it sorry. goes. Sorry, I got to let him go on that one. That's how it goes. Yeah, so this yeah. is a beautiful place you got Thank here, you. too. Yeah, when did you get this sucker? Uh, about, a couple, about a year ago, I think. Yeah? Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it, I got it from Jabari Parker, so it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a discount, I can tell you that. Oh, was yeah, it? No, no. I thought he was going to give me a discount because we've known each other for a while. But yeah. Yeah. That's it, not how that works. It doesn't work like that. No. Oh, bummer. No, never share. Never share <laughs> the value, right? So, so no, it was, uh, but it's, it's been a great place for us. Everyone pretty much loves it. So, I think more people have been in my this house more than I've been in this house. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, the reason, uh, just to give the audience sort of a sense of uh, why we're doing this here and everything is this is your, uh, we're doing a Sargento Touchdowns for Hunger. We're doing the watch, uh, watch deal. Watch party, yeah. Yeah, watch party. Yeah. So uh, first question, have you ever done a watch party for a game before? Never. Never? No, this is, I haven't this either. Is, this, yeah, this is, this is my first one. I'm, my first little rodeo. I, I, I mean, I've watch party at my own house yeah sure but never at my other house all right in wisconsin <laughs> doing a watch party but i think that's the most exciting part about it it's just a lot of fun man we can get, we enjoy ourselves and raise the money for you know a great cause so yeah it good. is a great cause and i i want to kind of talk about that too so uh is this the this is the first year you start working with sargento right first year yes and so what inspired you to start working with them and, you know, I think the biggest piece is, is it's always about giving back, right? I yeah. think that's the piece that I've always been a part of. And that's what I love to do is to make sure that I can impact the way, you know, the community one way or the other. And mm-hmm. so, so Argento has always been that focus, right? I mean, they're, they're the, we always say, right, when you, when you think about cheese, you think about them. 
Mm-hmm. You don't think about anything else. And yeah. so it's uh it's, it's kind of one of those things when you kind of hear the name of Donald Driver, you think about how has he impacted the community, right? And so you got two great brands that come together to make a great, you know, make an impact in a, in a great community. Yeah. And that, that's like it just been your thing um, kind of throughout your career is giving back to the fans. I heard your um, the speech that um, you gave. I don't know Uh-oh. if you gave it to the Badgers. I, oh. it, 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 when you were talking, wait, 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 wait. What were you was I, doing was I, about? I think I was retired at that time, right? You were retired yeah. at that time, I, yeah. I, it had to be the it had to be the Badgers, yeah. yeah. But I, I remember doing a couple of them, you know. So I don't I don't know exactly, but I think the Badger was a good one. Okay, before we get to the Badger one, what were you uh-ohing about? <laughs> what were you uh-ohing? I'm done. I, I ain't gonna say it yet. I, I, we'll talk about that later. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. You good? You good? You good? Right. I got a whole I got to hold it all together. I can't tell you everything. Okay. But, all right. That, that's you know, for we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this. This is more like you know. This is this is your show. Okay. Can't make it my show. It's your show. No, Let's it's. Go. Are you kidding me? The whole point of me talking. No one wants to hear what I have to say on this podcast. Oh my gosh! It's Don't all like about. That. It's all about the the guests. So yeah. you know. No, no, it's not right. you. Well, okay. Well, we'll get back to the one I did see. You were talking uh, to, uh, you know, the Wisconsin football team, and you were saying it's it's not about like your contract. It's not about your. Um, this or that. It's about those fans that pack the stands. I agree. And uh, yeah, and you've you've made it about that your entire career where did that come from oh my gosh I, I really don't know I think I think it's all for me it's all about continuing to give back I think that was the key right mm-hmm. I think you know my mother said a long time ago is that one day you're gonna have to you're gonna have to step up and you're gonna have to somebody's gonna give you an opportunity so when that opportunity presents itself you make sure you give the next person opportunity that mm-hmm. that's where I always felt like it was you know I had to live my life, right? And mm-hmm. give other people opportunities because if you don't, then then why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. And you grew up in Houston? Houston, Texas. Yeah. And what was that like? Boring, hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Humid is all outdoors. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, this is kind of like, that's the roots, man. This is where I grew up at. I grew, I grew up in the inner cities of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, no one would ever thought a, you know, city boy would be, you know, living up in Wisconsin in the country, right? But it, it's been... Uh, it's been great for me. I think I can't complain. It's, family's great. My whole family's still in Houston. No one's going anywhere. I think they just love the heat. They can't leave. I, you know, I, I think, you know, they've been to the cold. They don't embrace it that well. So, yeah. So I think they like that. They like the hot weather a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and growing up, you obviously had a tough childhood growing up. It sounded like you um, were living outside of uh, a U-Haul van for a while. Is yeah. that yes. Uh, so I grew up, yeah. So I grew up in the inner cities of Houston, um, single parent home, mm-hmm. you know, uh, father was in and out of prison. And, and so, you know, you, you start to think about all the things that you go through in life. And I always tell people, man, my, you know, my journey is no different than the next person's journey. Right. Mm-hmm. I think some people have had a harder hardship than I have. And, you know, my hardship has allowed me to be the person that I am today. And so, you know, you, you know, you sometimes you think about, you know, where are you going and, and, and how do your life change and can you can you change that? Right. And for me, it was a great opportunity for to kind of say, be create this image that no one else is in your family to create. Right. And so I wanted to be the first one in my family to graduate from high school and go on to college. And then from there, hoping whatever my career intake, you know, it, it does. And so, you know, after a while, um, my mom and dad separated when I was born and my mom was just a you know single mom. You know she was a you know what we call is, you know my mom was a mover and a shaker. She never wanted to stay in one location a very long time. You know she was she gets in one location gets bored, she packs up, she moves to another location, right? And so, 
you know, that that journey we was on, we, we just kind of thought, man, this is, you know, for us, it was um, it was a field trip. You know, a kid traveling like that, staying in and out of hotels and U-Haul trucks, you know, you don't think you don't think you're homeless. You just think this it's a great field trip you're going on. And so as I got older, that's when I realized that it was uh, that we were homeless. And, we, you know, we went through a lot of difficult moments. But one thing that my mom did is she never she never showed it. Right. She she always took care of her five siblings. Uh, and raised us the way we need to be raised, and so for that, it, it was that was the exciting part, you know, mm-hmm. that she never she never wore any burden on her shoulders, right? She she showed us that if you um, you fight, you know, you never give up, every opportunity can come to you. And she is she the one that gave you your nickname? I don't know who in the hell gave me my nickname. <laughs> so many people say they gave it to me. My dad said he gave it to me. My mom said she gave it to me. My grandparents said they gave it to me. So I don't know. How the nickname Quickie came apart, but I, I, my mom used to always say, you know, when it was time for a spanking, they could never catch me. So <laughs> I guess I was quick running around the house running from them. So I, I guess that was uh, that's where the nickname came from. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think uh, sort of the uh, fear of the spanking kind of partially got you to the NFL? <laughs> you know, it made me faster. I guess yeah. you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. It made me faster. <laughs> so I think it worked out. Right. It worked out. Um, and now you also, uh, you mentioned in a bunch of, uh, the other interviews that you were in, uh, you know, you were doing some dealing drugs, all that sort of stuff. And that what, at what point in your life did you kind of transition out of that? Like what inspired you to, uh, move out of that? I think it was college. It, yeah. it was the college life. I think, you know, at that point I was still selling, um, mm-hmm. and it never changed. And then as my senior year progressed and I had the opportunity to go play at the national football level, the next level. I, um, we were, we were, our, our dorm rooms getting raided that night. And so had a great connection. Uh, someone told me that we were getting raided. And so I gave, I had a bag full of, uh, narcotics and I took it to, uh, my girlfriend slash fiance at the time, uh, and, and told her, I was like, I need you to put this away from me. Don't look in it. I just need you to put it away and I'll get it from you, you know, t- tomorrow morning. And sh- she kind of said, she said, no. I'm not doing it. Um, and she kind of gave me an ultimatum. She said, God's testing you, right? And she said, if you want to be with me, you got to be with me. If not, you continue this life and let me be me. And, um, you know, we always realize there's more fish in the sea. I kind of said, you know, so I'm okay. I'm done with you. I don't need you, whatever. And went back to my boys and said, hey, she's not going to do it. And uh, my buddy was like, man, I got somebody to do it. And so they end up doing what they had to do. And And then I think at that point I realized that, Sometimes you got to be willing to give up everything for a dream that you can't see, but somebody else can see it for you. And, mm-hmm. and for that, uh, she saw the future, she, you know, of what we could have. And so I, um, I stopped. I stopped at that moment. Um, not exactly at that moment. Right. But right. Uh, within, within, you know, three to four months, I was done selling drugs. I moved on. And, you know, you, you, you know where I'm from, you got to – there's a thing that you have to do. You have to go and sit down. Right. With a group of guys and make decisions on, you know, kind of where your career is going. Right. What do you want to do? And so normally in that world, um, you know, Charlie, I think you it comes to two things. You know, normally it's either you either go to jail or you're dead one way or the other. Right. Most people just don't leave the game that easy. And so I was able to sit down with family and friends and able to say, hey, listen, I think it's a better life for me out there. And I'm willing to sacrifice that for this person. So I have to get out. And um, they let me. They they let me out pretty easy and wow. and so you know I was I was excited about it I was like you know now this journey is great and let me see where I go from here. That's awesome. Yeah. 
excuse the interruption, ladies and gentlemen, but I just wanted to shout out some great sponsors of the Cast. First off, Jolly Good Soda, headquartered in Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's our local soda here in Wisconsin. It's amazing. You should check it out. You can get it if you're out of the state at jollygoodsoda.com. Uh, I myself rang in the new year with an old fashioned. And uh, you betcha, I use that jolly good sour power in that old fashioned homemade. That's the way I like it. But if you're looking for jolly good inside Wisconsin, go to any establishment. Just say, hey, you got the jolly good or no? And if they says or no, say, well, you should get that in here. But most places have it. So check it out, jolly good soda. And you can, of course, go to jollygoodsoda.com. And also, I want to thank Duluth Trading Company. Duluth is a great sponsor of not just the Cripes cast, also our videos. And, uh, you know, pretty much in every video, we're wearing some piece of Duluth clothing. Why? Because they sent us a bunch and I love free stuff and it's also amazing clothes it really is it lasts um forever uh well not forever forever but you know effectively forever it lasts a very long time and uh Duluth is committed to that to you know making clothes they're not into the fast fashion thing they're into make it and make it last and uh I like that and it's great stuff check it out they're headquartered in Wisconsin as well uh, even though they're called Duluth, but they are headquartered in Wisconsin over there in Mount Horeb. Great company, great people. Check them out, DuluthTrading.com. And finally, folks, if you are looking uh, to get yourself some Midwest merch, head on over to CripesCast.com or ManTalkMint.com. Click on the merch section. We've got all sorts of stuff for you. we got these new Ope wallets, which are fun. Uh, also, we've got an Ope cribbage board coming out. Uh, I think those are up on the site already. And we have Brewers season is just around the corner. We've got a brand new Roll Out the Barrel t-shirt. It's pretty slick, I'll tell you what. So check it out uh, over at CripesCast.com. Just click on the merch section. And of course, if you want to be uh, in on our behind the scenes videos and and extra uh, stuff, uh, first look at uh, show tickets and everything, Check out uh, patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. We got the patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. Okie dokes. That is it for now. Let's get back to my conversation with Donald Driver. Okay, that's an easy one. You remember it all? Actually, maybe this isn't an easy one. What, what's your favorite moment as a Packer? That's easy. It is? No, not really. No, because I think, I think. I don't know which moment you can pick and say this was the greatest moment of your career, this greatest moment of your career. Um, But I would say I think one of the moments and memories I would always remember is the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I think that was that's like the the dream come true. I think every kid that played football has a dream of playing in, in the Super Bowl. Right. And so. For me, that was the that was my biggest dream is that if I can get there one day and win it all, it'd be great. What was it like in the Super Bowl then getting there? All that hard work your whole life and then you get injured. That was the hardest part. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you this is what you dream. You dream of having a good game and being able to be one of those guys that says, you know, after you win, where are you going? And you say, you know, Disney World. You know, Disneyland, yeah. right? I had the pleasure of being able, if I had won MVP, that was what I would have had to say. And so I was, I was excited about it. You know, I think this was a dream come true to just get there. But, you know, if I go back and I look at how we had to get there, I think that was the most exciting part. You know, to go in, you know, finishing the season, we had to win our last two games to get into the postseason. You know, mm-hmm. we went on to 
beat the Giants that game and then went on to uh, beat Chicago. And Chicago yeah. had already had the opportunity. They had clinched playoffs, so they knew they were in the house. They didn't have nothing to lose. And, you know, me and Chris Harris was talking right before the game, and I'm like, dude, won't y'all just, like, stop playing so y'all can let us in? And, you know, <laughs> it ain't like we're going to win the whole thing. So I said, let us in. You guys just won't play. And uh, all of a sudden, I mean, they still play. They try to end our dreams, but yeah. we, we knew that we control our own destiny. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to win those two games, to get into the postseason, we knew we had to go on the road. And to, to get on the road and go to Philadelphia and be Philly in a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Charlie, if you've ever been to Philly, but... You know, I haven't, but I've heard. Okay, okay. so you know, all yeah. the, you know all the ups and downs that goes I, on with yeah. that, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, you know, we go there, we beat them. And then the hard part was is that we had we had to go to Atlanta and we we lost to Atlanta that year um in the shootout game. It was one of those big high scoring games regular season. Yeah. And and they told us. So I was like, hey, we're gonna slaughter y'all. Y'all come here, we're gonna beat the brakes off you. And we beat the brakes off them. Yeah. Right. And so we knew that at that point we had one more team left that stood in our way from going to uh to the Super Bowl. And that was Chicago. Mm -hmm. And when you go to Soldier Field, you know, they, they had everything riding on them. They were the team to beat. And, uh, you know, it was it was a good day for us. Our defense stepped up, played well. Uh, offense played well throughout the process. Special teams all the way around the clock. And and so when that when that day came and uh, that clock ticked, we knew it was it was opportunity for us. And now we're going to the biggest show in the world. So we're heading that way. And and when when you're at the Super Bowl and you're doing that, I mean, is this something that like it's kind of a surreal out of body experience, or how do you center yourself with all the all the stuff going around? I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that was the hardest part, right? Because yeah. everything was going on, but then we had the ice storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't right. like we it, was, it wasn't that. a lot of things going on. Yeah. Like <laughs> everything kind of shut down in Dallas. Yeah, but we were we were so happy. We were just like, this is the most exciting part. This is what everybody dreamed of, and. And so it was great for me because now I was back. I was back at home, right? Mm -hmm. You know, kid growing up, you know, Houston. But then I was living in Dallas at the time, and so oh. this this worked out perfect. That my family was there. I had it. You know, mom was there, dad was there, uncles. I mean, and grandparents. I mean, I had the whole crew there, right? And so the experience was was awesome. Even though it was ice storm city, mm -hmm. uh, and the tired. World shut down when mm -hmm. that happens in Texas, but we were able. We were able to you know conquer and. Uh, and destroy. So it was, it was awesome. That's great. Um, do you have, uh, friends on the team that, you know, you, you like, who are your friends currently that you still maintain a relationship with, you know, after, um, a few years here? Yeah, I think, no, I, I have still have great connection. I think with every single guy that I play with, even from the nineties to the two thousands to the late two thousands, I think you just, you just kind of have that connection, you know, and, and for us and for me personally, I don't, you know, I'm one of those guys, I can call a guy and just check on him, see how the family's doing. Um, but, you know, I think you still build those relationships and you know, I don't think there's one guy that I can say I had a better relationship with than others. I think we, we've always had these great connections with all the guys that I play with. Uh, how did it feel to give that jacket uh, back to Ron Wolf? Mm. That's a good one. Uh, it it kind of solidified my legacy at the time. And, and I didn't think about it at that point. But I, I didn't even think I still had the jacket. Um, it was crazy. I, I called my mom. I'm like, do you still have that jacket that I gave you in 1999? <laughs> and she said, yeah. I'm like, 
where and you know you know i guess you could say mom's uh one of those hoarders she keeps everything right she <laughs> she doesn't yeah, yeah collector you can't say yeah. hoarder she I don't is say a collector well, no she was always she kept yeah she kept it she kept it in the closet collecting dust mothballs everywhere you know how that goes but it was man it was it was it was just great to know that she still had that from the first you know from my first year my rookie year where i, uh, I gave it to her as a gift and um to be able to give that back to Ron, it kind of just solidified. I think Ron thought, you know, hey, I'm going to give this, you know, short speech and say how much I love this guy. And I took a chance on him and no one else believed in him. And but then I told Ron, like, this moment was not about me. It, it was all about him because I think I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in at that moment if it wasn't for him taking the chance on me and drafting me in the seventh round. Yeah, and and you tell that story about um, Ron sort of saying, like, I'm the only guy here that's got your back right now, yeah. you know? Like, I, I mean, you were incredible, though, uh, leading up to that. So, I mean, the top of your game, how does that, how's that feel as, like, someone who's at the top of their game and now at the uh, biggest level of their game and yeah. you're told, I'm the only one backing you? Like, does that yeah. throw you off your game or motivate you more? No, it kind of motivates you, right? Because, you know, Charlie, we only need one person, right? That's, that's what I tell people all the time, right? You just need that one person that says, hey, I, I believe in you, I got your back, and then you can take care of the rest, right? And for me, that was that was the moment. I feel like, you know, I, I had to not let Ron Wolf down. It had nothing to do with anyone else. The coaching staff at all, the players, it was not letting Ron down. And so, you know, to be able to look back, you know, you know, now 20, almost 23 years, and I can all, I can sit up here and say that I never let him down, right? And I'm hoping that what I've been able to do in my post career has really showed him like, wow, I've taken the chance on this guy doing this playing career and now he's done and look how successful he is to this day right and so I, I've always told Ron I'm going to always give you credit for it because I wouldn't be uh, the position I'm in today without without him saying let's draft this little skinny kid from Houston Texas <laughs> so I'm glad <laughs> yeah. he did that's awesome I'm just checking time make sure we're good um can we real quick set up the story of how he I, I should have done that before yeah, yeah. better interview would have but no, I, no. I, how, how did you get that code initially Oh, um, so how, so this is crazy when, um, when I got drafted, I get to green Bay. The only thing I have is shorts, tank tops. That's it. <laughs> Being from the South, I didn't have a hoodie. I didn't have like long, you know, we just didn't wear hoodies and long pants. We just didn't do that. You just didn't think. Uh, well, I didn't even know what the hell Wisconsin was. Okay, okay? Let's, let's, let's get that out first. I didn't even know what Wisconsin was. I thought, I thought when somebody said that, I said, "Oh man, I'm, I got drafted by the Packers." They were like, "You know what that is?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's, I mean, it's up there somewhere towards Chicago." I know, right? And someone was like, "Yeah, but you know, that's like close to the North Pole. It's cold as hell up there." And uh, I, I, it didn't even dawn. It it didn't dawn on me. I'm a kid from this. You know, I went Houston to. Mississippi to Mississippi to Green Bay. And I never would have thought that it was up in the north, right? So yeah. I, I remember getting off the plane. I had on um, shorts and a tank top. And people, I think people on the plane probably was wondering, what it, you know, do this kid know where the hell he's going? <laughs> but when I got there, uh, I remember walking in and they gave me a jumpsuit. The Packers did, right? Mm -hmm. And I wore that whole that jumpsuit every day because I just didn't have anything else to wear. Mm -hmm. Um and then as time went on, you know, training camp starts to happen and I'm, I'm having a great training camp and, you know, 
Ron calls me up to his office and says, hey, Donald, um, would love to talk to you. So after practice, I want you to come to my office. And I said, OK, nervous, not sure what was going to happen. Right. And so when I got up there, he said, um, you know, I'm thinking, too, maybe I'm having a good preseason. Maybe he's going to give me a new contract. You know, maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Not happening, mm-hmm. not happening. So he said, uh, hey, I want you to make you got to make this team. And I'm looking at him like, what? He said, I got everything riding on you. So I need you to make this team. And I said, everything? He said, everything. And I said, well, please don't put everything on me because you may lose your job after this one. <laughs> and so he said, no, I, I, I do. And he said, when you make the team, I want you to come back. I got something for you. So I leave out and uh, everybody was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, he, just, he just said, you know, you got to make the team. Uh, that's kind of was his comment to me. And so... I kind of just live with it. Every practice, I can see him back there with his hat on, and um, I'll catch a ball, and he'll just kind of nod his head, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll make a big play. I go into preseason. I'm, I'm, I'm playing well, and he just, like, every after every game, he's like, go one, go one. And then the phone rings, right? That's This is the last week of cuts, and, you know, we just finished our last preseason game at home against Tennessee, and I remember standing back there, in the, you know, in, in the dorm room at the Midway Hotel, right there by the stadium and he uh I started the phone start ringing and guys are getting cut left and right and um I you know I heard my phone ring and I'm like god and I happened to be in the room Charlie I picked up that phone it was the most scariest thing I've ever went through in my life and I'm just sitting there going godly I hope it's not for me I hope it's not for me and on the other line it was Reggie McKenzie and Reggie McKenzie says, hey, Donald, I just want to let you know you had a great camp. And I'm like, okay, here it goes. Yeah. You had a great camp. Bring me that playbook. And it was, um, he said, hey, congratulations. And I'm like, okay, so why are you calling? And he said, I'm calling for your roommate. Uh-huh. So I walk outside and I tell my roommate, I said, hey, Zola, the phone for you. And he was like, who is it? I'm like, I have no clue. I have no clue who it is. <laughs> and so he walks in. He was like, you don't? I'm like, I, I don't. And he comes back out after he talks to Reggie. And he says, how did you make the team? That was his comment to me. And um, I said, I have no clue. Like, I was just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so all the guys in the hallway was like, you made them. Like, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that this, I don't hope that phone doesn't ring again. And I remember after it was all said and done, it was, you know, everybody had got cut. They had started signing guys back for free AG. Um, the next morning, I get the message from downstairs. So Reggie McKenzie comes down and says, hey, Ron Wolf wants to see you. And so now I go upstairs. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. I'm made for to get a new contract for real. I mm-hmm. made the team. And he says, hey, remember I told you if you make the team, I got something for you. So, yeah. He said, come on, let's go. So he takes me down to the Packer Pro Shop. <laughs> and we're walking around the Packer Pro Shop and we're looking and and I and I'm looking at all these jerseys. I'm like Reggie White and you know, Fred Favre and Leroy Bull and Gilbert Brown. And I'm like, man, ain't this cool? Like, if I get cut, I'm gonna get somebody that I can get it signed, make me some money. So I'll make sure that I get a good one, right? <laughs> And I remember Ron walking around and he looked at this jacket and he looked at the price and he kind of shook his head like, <laughs> and then walked off. It was like, hey, let him get whatever he wants. Charge me for it. I'll, that's, you know, I'll pay for it. And I remember when he left out, I walked over to that jacket and that jacket was like $400. And I said, okay, I want that jacket. And that's kind of how the whole conversation started. From there, I took the jacket, I wore the jacket every, every time I could. 
You know, yeah. I, I just kind of wanted people to know that I was a part of the Packers organization, you know, and so I wore everywhere from, you know, to games, to clubs, to bars. I, I, I wore it everywhere I could. And, yeah. uh, you know, th that memory is when I just passed it to my mom after that and I said, hey, here you go. It's a gift from, uh, from me to you and I hope you embrace it. And so she just happened to give it back, you know, <laughs> 20, 20 plus years. And I gave it back to the guy that gave it back to re -gifted me. Re-gifted it. Yeah, re-gifted 20 it. years. 20 years. Um, we're uh, a little close on time, but before we wrap up, I just wanted to, when you first came to Wisconsin and decided for the cold, was there anything about the Midwest you didn't understand? Uh, I didn't I didn't understand all the, the cheese component. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I just didn't understand. I was like, okay, so Wisconsin, you know, where first of all again right where is that at <laughs> yeah right so got that but, yeah i got that got that all figured out but i i think the cheese was the biggest thing like people was like if you was constant you gotta have cheese and you gotta love cheese mm -hmm. and so did you at yeah, first i did i've always loved cheese everything i mean i put cheese on everything so well, it's it it, good it was meant to be it was from, meant the, to be. from the get-go <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out though i guess it all worked out but yeah i think that was one of the things and then i'll say this is that i think what really excited once i got here how nice the people were Oh yeah, you know we, we talk about southern people are nice, but mm. people up north they're pretty nice, yeah. especially in Wisconsin. Do they do? Uh, do they have long goodbyes in the south too? Long right. goodbyes, yeah. yeah. And we yeah. hug a lot. Oh, that, you do your huggers? Yeah, yeah, we huggers. Yeah, we don't kind of just don't you know we just don't wave and say bye like that's not us. Oh really? Yeah, we gotta hug the whole entire room before we leave. Oh yeah, that. And that, if you miss somebody, you gotta come back. So yeah, you, that's very Midwest, yeah, yeah. right there. That is Midwest. Well, they do a lot. Of that it depends on the party, I suppose. How many times have you walked out of house and you just said, "You know what? Now that you say that, <laughs> now that you say it's fair, it goes like, okay, yeah, well, we'll see ya. Okay, right. you definitely have to do that though. You have to acknowledge them like that. Now, do you go full on? hug no, i mean that takes a different kind of relationship i think yes grandma's well, getting a hug for correct. sure correct but certain aunts mm, i don't know well you can't walk out you get a hug and a kiss from them yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so down south that's yeah, how down south. we're deep we're deep in that one okay yeah. and, and like if you say you're leaving do you end up saying goodbye to everybody and then stay for another 45 minutes Yes, okay. always. All right. So most of that time happens outside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in the driveway. In the driveway. Do they lean in the car there too? No, you know, it's you always out. outside. Yeah, you're it's always outside. standing outside the car. Okay. They won't let you get in because they know if you get in, you go. <laughs> okay, so once yeah. you get in, you're, yeah. All right, so that's the difference then. Because in the Midwest, once you get in, they tap on the window. They're like, "Roll that sucker down." <laughs> they get in there and they're like, "You need directions home or yeah. no?" You know, and then they'll walk you like out the driveway, uh, you know, just like that. Okay. Yeah. No, we don't get that. No, yeah. we get we get a little car chase too. They have this little thing now where they run behind the car oh yeah so i, I don't understand why it's like why are we why are you chasing the car right yeah. we're not dogs and cats around here you know but they do it all the time that's awesome yeah um so now um you spend most of your time in uh down south right but you spend, most of the time and then yeah, when Dallas. you come up here to wisconsin what are some things you like to do <sighs> I don't know if I get to experience anything. I work so much. I know. You know, but that's the fun part about it. I think I think the thing is that when I come here, I get to I get to really touch people's life. Yeah. You know, Charlie, I think that's the fun part of for me. You know, that puts a smile on my face, knowing that I can come here, touch someone's life, and then go back home and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, it is true. Yeah. When you come in here, you're working, you're, you've yeah. got your dedication. It's okay, though. But, <laughs> yeah. But you enjoy it. You seem to enjoy it. Right? Yeah, I do. I, I love it. I embrace it. And um, do, do you have any tips, uh, dancing tips for me before we wrap this up? Since you know, well, it, it, first of all, you can't dance in those. Oh, I beg to differ. Uh, you know, 
Well, not well. Stump but you- well. <laughs> I don't know about like ballroom dancing well, but I, I'll say okay, that. Okay, so get better shoes. Get better No that, boots. Yeah, no boots. No boots. Because you can't move. You're not going to be able to move. Okay. So that, that, that's number one. Yeah. Let's see. Number two, you got to have, you got rhythm? I got some rhythm. I've got moderate rhythm. Okay, so what, what, is that, what does that mean? I mean, I, I feel the beat, and then I kind okay. of... Oh, no, you're good, yeah. if, you, if you can actually feel the beat, you're good. Well, yeah. Most people can't feel the beat. Well, then you got to turn the bass up a little bit. You got oh, to let that reverber- to... reverberate in you. That's <laughs> you the trick. Hear, if you, you can't hear, feel the beat... You need to hear the vibration going. You, you hear the vibration. You ruin your ears <laughs> to feel the beat. If you can't feel the beat, that's one way to do it. I don't I recommend it. that. Otherwise... If I do that too much, we wouldn't be having much of a conversation right now. I'd be like, what'd you say? Yeah. You know? So, okay. So feel the beat. Feel the beat. All right. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Better shoes and we feel can figure, the beat. We can figure the rest out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough to talk about dance stuff when we're sitting in these chairs, you know? So you're going to dance tonight? Well, maybe. You never know until they, you know, you know. They agree. Yeah. Agree. I like that. Yeah. You got to shake the world. You shake the world. Shake the world. <laughs> <laughs> shake the world All right. Well, let's close it up by, um, so for uh, Sargento, obviously, they've been doing this uh, for 20, 20 years. 20 years. Donated almost $2 million. Correct. And uh, each touchdown is? $2,000. And you donated some money personally, didn't you? Always. To- yeah. So, can't tell you. I don't know the total. You don't know the total. Know okay. the total. Someone else deals with that. Yeah, just, I, I just say yes and make it happen. Well, that's awesome, man. You got you got such a huge heart, and uh, obviously, Wisconsin thanks you for all you, that you've done for it. Appreciate so, y'all. Thanks. I thank you too. Thanks, man. man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you, it. Man. Do you like that? We even got the president <laughs> handshake at the end. Da 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 da. Yes. And that is another episode of the Cast in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow Donald Driver, uh, Donald underscore Driver 80. That's Donald underscore Driver 80. Follow him on Instagram and all the social medias. Uh, he is a great fellow. And actually, we were talking after about maybe doing a sketch together. So um, look out for that. Uh, and actually, if any of you have a sketch idea that that you'd want to see us do together, l- let us know. I kind of I like it when uh, a, a lot of times some of our best sketches have actually been fan suggestions. Um, questions at the gas pump. If you've seen that one, that was a fan suggestion. So, um, you know, you got any de- any ideas? Hit us up. Um but thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Cripescast. Everybody, keep her moving. And while you keep her moving, do me a favor, okay? Watch out for the deer. The roads are slick, okay? So then you threw out deer into the mix. And before you know it, you're getting a new bumper, all right? So watch out for them. All right. Although bumper for backstraps, is that a fair trade? Uh, doesn't quite equate. But, you know, if you lose your bumper, you might as well get the backstraps. Okie dokes. That's it. We'll see everyone soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. Okay. So roll out the barrel. Get the band brewing, life's got you down, just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin, the Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot into walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving.